Welcome to the Lifestyle Chase, Season 2. This podcast features high performers who have found a way to live their best life while balancing their health, wellness, friends, and family. I'm your host, Chris Little. Let's get started. The Lifestyle Chase is brought to you by Yeg Fitness. Yeg Fitness is Edmonton, Alberta, Canada's healthy lifestyle community, creating and supporting active living for all. Check them out online at yegfitness.ca and on social media at yegfitness. Today I interviewed Anthony Zorzetto. Now, he has battled addiction. He has had some tough times in his life. Um, He's done cocaine. There's a lot about him. There's a lot that you can learn about him and you can learn about him in other podcasts. So I encourage you to do a search, check it out, find all the different people who have interviewed him to learn more about his story. Because in this episode, we talked about connection. We talked about purpose. We talked about uh, getting to know the story through somebody else's shoes. Um, There was a ton of times when I would start off by asking him a question and then go off on a big long ramble. It was not the most focused conversation because it was very real very honest very raw like no script very little prep and you just get to hear a conversation of what it would be like if we talked in real life so i hope you enjoy it thanks for listening all right so welcome to episode 125 of the lifestyle chase i'm joined by the one and only anthony zorzetto did i get your name right you did. You nailed it. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your day like today? Cause I see your routine on Instagram. It's pretty like, it's an ambitious routine. So I want to hear about it. Uh, always, uh, I get up pretty early about five. I, I don't even set an alarm anymore. My kind of, my biological clock goes off. So between like five, five thirty, I wake up, uh, and I always, uh, I always make sure I clean the place, clean our house. I live in a condo. It's 1,200 square feet. So before anyone thinks I'm cleaning some kind of mansion or something, I'm not. <laughs> but uh, I get all my son's toys put away, dishes put away, all that kind of stuff. So uh, when my girlfriend wakes up, it's a clean slate. And it, it also uh, it helps me uh, get my endorphins going right away. Like I get a task done. And I've noticed that's really important to me. Um, so I'll do that. And then uh, I do some kind of fitness. Uh, either go for a run or uh, since we're in quarantine, I can't go to the, or social distancing and stuff. I can't go to the gym. So I just do as many pushups as I can, <laughs> uh, body squats. I got some, some weights I just do some form of exercise. And, um, the night before I, I almost always do a list of what I want to do the next day. So I revisit that list and make sure that I, I have my day planned out to, to execute for, uh, for the day, uh, in terms of my business, which is in company. So. Uh, usually I start off by going to a supplier or something like that and making sure the guys have all their tools. I like that. Um, you talk about your business and what you do now. So expand on that a little bit. Like, um, what's, what's the project that you're the most proud of in the year 2020? 2020 would be, uh, a hair salon we just did. It's called Soho. Um, it's just kind of. It's by uh, Harry Ainley High School, Southgate Mall, that area. And uh, that we made that place uh, night and day. It was really cool. 
Uh, we had three weeks to do it. It was over Christmas uh, and over New Year. So technically it's 2019 going to 2020, but you get my drift. Um, and uh, yeah, super tight deadline. Uh, it was just executed perfectly. It was, it was awesome. And, and these guys that own it, Carol and Gray, they're baby. Like they've had solo for 13 and 14 years, something like that. And they're they're finally finally did a renovation and uh, it meant the world to them. So to see their reaction when it was all done and and work with them during the process and and also learning that the decor they picked it was kind of a, a 17th century, uh, 18th century Paris. Um, I didn't know this, but like their family is from Paris and it, it was very sentimental to have this like really uh, nice crown molding and wall sconces and uh paneling and wainscoting all that kind of stuff i had no idea that it meant so much to them uh during construction then they only told me after that we, we picked this crown molding because it was you know something about her dad or something about her grandpa i'm like oh wow that's super cool so that's been the highlight uh so far we booked a couple uh large jobs that would have been going right now but covid hit so they got pushed off when it comes so. down to uh taking on jobs like that like there would have been a time when maybe you couldn't see yourself doing a job like that. What was, what was it like to think that thought and then think about how you're taking on the big projects now, like that perspective shift? What What is that like for you? Oh, it's, it's been the world to me. Uh, I know um, we, we discussed earlier and, and I'm sure people listening and I've heard my story about being addicted to, uh, to uh, alcohol and drugs and, being homeless and I, I couldn't even picture being in a warm place a lot of times and and to be where I am now is just like incredible uh, and that mind that mind shift is something that I've really harnessed and been able to to use uh, moving forward so picturing this these big jobs and actually getting these big jobs are it's kind of like some days it's not a surprise to me and, and that's not being cocky or anything like that it's just I realized that if you, if you can visualize properly, you can actually, you can like wield these things and make sure it happens. And then other days I'm like, Oh my God, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I can't believe, uh, I can't believe I'm here. Like just a, a good example. The other day it was raining. Like it seems to be every day here right now. Uh, and I was pulling a tarp over some work we just did. And, uh, I remember I'm, I grabbed the tarp and I'm looking at this tarp. I'm like, I used to sleep under this thing. And now I'm, I'm covering this, this work that, that we're doing right now to protect it from the elements. And, uh, it's just super cool to have that, that perspective change. It's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, when, when people are looking to see what your story is like, the, the podcast I would send them to would be second floor. I really liked how that, story was told and it got me thinking about the the number of times in life when the odds are against us or perhaps um we don't realize that uh maybe we don't even have it that bad and we just need to pull up our socks like there's there's so much perspective going on in in the world um with that being said something that i want to ask is like when when you've been waking up and cleaning your house um in the last couple of weeks has there been a day when you've just been like f this i'm not i'm not cleaning my house today 
Oh yeah. Yeah. It happens. Um, especially if I, I started running, um, and I'm not, I've, I've traditionally always worked out, uh, like a bodybuilder, like that kind of style, no fast twitch, very slow movement and just trying to build muscle. And, uh, since I've been running at night, I've been running like more to, to get in shape for sure, but mostly the mental, uh, challenge of it. Uh, see if I could push myself a kilometer a day type of thing, like more and more and more. And so when I wake up, since I'm not used to it, I'm like super sore. Uh, and I, it's, it's at those times I'm like, Oh, I don't want to like, what's the point? I have a two year old. He's going to destroy the house anyways. So what's the point? And, uh, I, I did once, uh, not clean and it ruined my whole day to be honest. Like I, in the back of my mind, I knew that I left the house messy, like his toys everywhere. And, and one kid's just clean up uh, uh, during the night but I, I like leaving it to start with in the day and um yeah i get those days all the time where i'm like you know at this i don't want to i don't want to do it but since i learned my lesson the day i didn't do it i felt like shit all day so now even if i have those feelings i, I just do it and that goes with everything like you know i want to sometimes uh you know it's super hot out like the other day it was super hot out and the patio, the patios are starting to open and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I just, if I just had one beer, it would be fine. Like that's a big trigger for me. It's like a hot day patio, looking at the fuzz at the top of a beer and poured into a pint. Like it's just so sexy and it feels, it looks refreshing and stuff like that. But I know if I, if I went that way, it would just be a nightmare for me and everybody around me. So, uh, I don't do it. So, uh, back to your point, you know, I, I always do it, even if I don't feel like doing it, and I know I should. I do it because it's it's worth it, and and it. It's not. Uh, I'm not. If I'm not like incapacitated, then it's all mental, and I've learned that. So if I if my legs are broken or something like that, knock on wood, and I can't get up and clean the house, and that's one thing. But it, that's not the case. So it's just mental. So I just get it out of the way and do it, and then I feel better after every time well i think that's a, a good piece to talk about because i mean um i've talked to a lot of different people and we all have our own struggles we all have things that it looks like we have no trouble doing but it takes a lot of trouble to do them like there's trainers out there that don't feel like doing their own home workouts like for me i have to break up my own workouts into parts of the day like do little like 10 minute segments and like I'm in the fitness space. And so you would think that it would be easy, but it's not easy. It's just like, you have to find, find your ways. And like, so, so many different things that when we talk about it and we put it on the platform, it almost empowers it to come easier to other people because then they know that they're not in it all by themselves, that they know that they have other people that like, we're all flawed. We, we all have things that we need to work on every single day. But it's about like kind of leaning into it. I mean, everything going on in the world, like my my heart is pretty heavy for um, just how how racist civilization tends to be. Like, yeah, everybody has something to work on. Um, and so we talk about cleaning. That can be our, our best example in the in the fact that like sometimes we don't want to clean. Sometimes our day isn't laid out to clean, but we gotta clean because it gives us that purpose of of clarity and. It allows us to be at our best self. Like uh, when we work at elevating our peers 
Um, it allows us to learn more. It allows us to make those cool business connections. Like you talked about the that client that you took such pride in and just those little things that really matter to them. And yeah, like when we learn the little, the little things that really matter to people, like uh, when I follow Kenny on Instagram and I learn the little things that matter to him, it makes, yep. it makes him more important to me. I'm like, oh yeah, like when I learn what uh, martial arts is for him, then I'm like, yeah, this, this dude is awesome. Um, when I learn what uh, construction is for you and what you face, I'm like, yeah, like this, this dude is awesome. Um, I'm curious when it comes to that, what, what would you say your, your biggest purpose is like, why, why do you do your business so passionately? Like, what is it that uh, sparks the fire within you to do what you do? If you could share that with me. Um, well, for construction, uh, the reason why I'm in it is it, it started off with my family, like all, all my family on both sides, my mom's side and my dad's side, they're, they were all in construction. And I, I listened to them as a kid, as, uh, when I was a kid, rather, uh, how passionately they talked about construction in every capacity, the business end of it, the, uh, the tangible part of it, like the actual building and, the relationships with people and um you know there's a meme that's i don't know if it's around your feed but it's certainly around my feed uh and you know they're driving and it says oh i built that house or i worked on this place and, and then the caption is every trade person ever and it's it's super true like uh i'll drive past a you know a strip or or did a renovation and I'm like, oh, we renovated that. And I say it was such proud and pride and everybody else is not in it. It's kind of like, yeah, we get it, man. I know. <laughs> um, but it's, there's something, uh, there's something about it that really strikes a chord in a good way. Uh, and it's being able to see what you've done at the end of the day, something, something tangible. And it's very physical. It's hard to do. Your endorphins are up. Your dopamine is up. And, um, for my construction company, that's kind of that's kind of why I do it uh, in that capacity. And then the reason why I own the business is I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, and uh, there's no ceiling on being an entrepreneur. Like there's, you, you're not. I'm not working up a corporate ladder to get to a certain height. I'm growing this business, and this business is a part of me. And there's no ceiling on me, and it, there's no restrictions. Um, and that, that is just everything to me. I've always been like that. Um, and then in a, in a personal way, like you may see on Instagram, I'm posting about addiction. I'm posting about mindset and, and uh, you know, achieving goals and stuff like that. And the reason I do that, my purpose for that is to show and just giving back as, as best as I can. And hopefully I can, uh, you know, stoke a fire and, even just one person and, and that's the, the only reason why I do it well I mean I like that answer and it gets me kind of thinking about like connection like connection with your work um connection with like well mostly just your work it's like you are finding such pride in the projects that you do and you talked about um the meme and driving around town and every 
every construction worker, every contractor is seeing their work. And like, I, I experienced the same thing. I, I drive around town, I go by KB and co. And I'm like, yes, I interviewed her. I go by, um, love pizza. I interviewed them. It's just like, and like everybody, everybody has some variation of the same thing, whether it's, um, realtors that sold houses, um, you and, and your construction work, me and clients that have trained people I've talked to, or it could be people in like past relationships that are healthy and past relationships that aren't healthy. And it's just like the, the more connection we find in our life, the, the more value we get from the things around us. And I guess I kind of went off on a bit of a tangent, but outside of construction, what are things that you genuinely find connection in? Like, um, what are things that, uh, light your fire? Um, I really, really, really like seeing people succeed. That's, that's probably one of my favorite, uh, obviously besides, besides my family, like my making sure my son is healthy and, and happy and has everything he needs and all that kind of stuff is priority number one. Um, and that gets me, that gets me going every day as well. Right. Uh, but seeing other people, seeing other people succeed, um, I really, uh, I really like, like kind of mental warfare on myself <laughs> and watching, um, other people overcome those types of things. Like I, I see someone run an ultra marathon and I'm like, boom, like, <laughs> and, you know, watching people succeed in that capacity, watching entrepreneurs, um, start their business and their business takes off and they're giving back. Like you mentioned, KB and co. I've been following her for a while and, and I think she's just a great entrepreneur as well. And I, I really like seeing people tag her and things and, and show like the food that she's making and all that kind of stuff. And like that, that really has a, a strong connection with me. Like people, just people succeeding is just awesome. So if I was to challenge you a bit, like what is it about seeing people succeed that you feel brings you the most joy i'm on the same page i completely agree with you but i want to hear your words as to what is it about seeing people win that makes you like this is awesome because it's like got nothing to do with you but yet you're getting joy from seeing somebody else win i think it's because i've i've hit rock bottom before and i got out of it and and i'm successful now and i know that these these people who are are succeeding they're not just handed anything they're they're overcoming obstacles and it makes me very proud even though i don't know them it makes me very proud to see that they can overcome these things and then it's also a beacon of hope for for other people so it's just to me it's just one more uh it's just one more step for everybody to to uh you know to see that it can be done uh it, it honestly, it's kind of like a drug or, or something. It's like a, I hit a dopamine that I've, I'm craving in, in the best way. Um, I, I think that's it. Like, uh, you know, like I said, just people overcoming obstacles and, and doing it with a smile on their face. That's not real all the time. Who's going to have a smile on their face and overcoming things, but the fact that they are overcoming them and, and they're taking a risk and they're not listening to, go get that safe job and they're not, you know, listening to their friends and families and coworkers saying, you know, you can't do this and all that kind of stuff. And 
they're just doing it anyways. And it just like, it excites me. It excites me. And uh, that's, that's kind of the best way I, I can describe it. But the feeling inside of me is like uh, that moment right before you go down like a roller coaster or something like that. When I see somebody put on Instagram or on Facebook, like, uh, Hey, I'm thinking about starting a company. It's going to be called, you know, let's, let's go back to KB and co. And then you see her now and she's opening her, like, I think her fourth store, or maybe more. I'm yeah. Sure. She just keeps going. Like, I think there's probably some stuff we don't even know about that she's opening up, but she is kicking ass. Yeah, exactly. And you're like that. That's so awesome. That, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's incredible. And, and seeing people who uh, who kick an addiction, I know a couple of guys that were that were uh, in the same boat as me, and they're successful now, and they're healthy, and they got a family, and they'll never go back to it. And it's just like, oh, I'm just so happy for them, and it's uh, it's it's contagious. Like I, I could just go talk about it forever. <laughs> oh, totally. And when you brought up like knowing other people that kind of have been through the same stuff, that that is powerful. Like that is important. Like that's something that me as a personal trainer needs to advocate for Like we can go to the gym all day, but if we don't have a buddy that's going to be doing, following the same path, like you don't have to be in the gym at the same time. You kind of have to have like the same values, same priorities. Um, you got to be able to have the tough conversations. Like um, when you have a tough day, you need to have somebody to be like, Hey man, I had a tough day. I need to get real with you. Like, um, that is a, a valuable aspect to, uh, any journey, whether it be your business or your personal life or your fitness or anything, you got to have people that make you feel less alone, especially in these, uh, social distance times when yep. everybody kind of feels alone in some way, like the more, the more that you can see yourself in other people, regardless, like seeing yourself through your spirit, through your essence, through, um, the, the things that you're passionate about, like. Um, everybody can relate to the topic of fitness, like in some way, it's going to look like Zumba for one person, powerlifting for the other, but we all enjoy the endorphins. We all enjoy feeling strong. We all enjoy a boost in confidence. And so we can connect in that way. And that allows people from all different religious backgrounds, cultural identities, um, just appearances. It allows us all to be in the same boat. And then it just opens up your world to like so much more knowledge. It's like you talk about uh, people winning. Well, everybody, like I, I love watching second floor um, continue to like pivot through things. Like all yeah. of a sudden I see, oh, they got like content creators. Oh, that's freaking sweet. That's a good idea. I love that. Or I see like they interviewed um somebody that spoke to a very specific topic and i'm like i too am passionate about that topic i'm glad that they they discussed it like um seeing the immense diversity in their their guest list like that's something that i strive for but i think they're always going to uh outdo me on that simply based on on the hosts like they are culturally diverse and so it's cool to elevate others like for me i'm like Hell yeah, I will promote them like 12 more times in this podcast episode and maybe some of my listeners will go to them and I will not lose a thing. It's totally fine with me. Uh, we all rise together. It helps to elevate my listeners, their listeners, your people, my people. It's freaking awesome. Um, 
having gone on that tangent, I'm going to challenge you again. You're in the construction industry. You must have competitors. Who is a competitor that you learn from? Like who kind of like does the exact same jobs and sometimes you're battling for a quote, but despite it all, you're learning from them. Um, you know what, to be, to be completely honest, I, this may sound cheesy, but I, we just focus on ourselves. Uh, we don't really focus on what other, what other companies are doing. Cause it's more or less construction is, uh, like you, you can't put your roof on, uh, before you put the walls up. Like it's, it's kind of, yeah, things are more or less the same. So there's a couple items you can do first, a couple items, some some people do it first, some people do it later, whatever. Um, but we just focus on our customer experience, getting a good review and growing ourselves and being better than we were yesterday. We, we really take that philosophy and, and run with it. Um, but what I do is I, I look up to larger corporations, like where I want to go, uh, not to companies who are like, uh, you know, beside me, if you will. Um, but I really look up to like Clark Builders um that's who i started with i got my apprenticeship through them and even though they do you know a billion dollars a year maybe more now actually uh they've always had a really really good corporate culture and i've always respected that like i very much felt like i was part of some kind of family there and uh the ceo at the time paul verhessen was very and i've always now the current ceo and president andrew ross is same kind of deal uh, he's a younger guy. He's not like this old, like the large, the massive construction companies and stuff like that. They have like these old, old school guys that are, you know, just old school and finger off the pulse. And, and, uh, a lot of times they're a bunch of assholes <laughs> and, uh, I've never been about that life. I, I don't like that part of the industry and stuff. And, and, uh, Clark builders did a really good job of, bringing construction to 2020 uh in in uh like mental capacity and as well as the building so yeah i look up to them but as far as people that i compete with i i know i bid against uh, a lot of companies um if i get them great if not uh we ask what we can do better uh, a lot of times it comes down to a price difference but i um but beside that, I don't really look look at what other uh, what other companies are doing too much. Well, I mean, you answered that really well, and it got me thinking about how I can relate to you with uh, personal training. Like, if you're a personal training, if you're a personal trainer listening to this, the best thing to focus on is yourself. Like, focusing on your client's experience, because um, doesn't matter what Joe Blow across the street is doing with their client, it's not going to help or hinder your experience with your client. And so when you really um, clarified there about like, yeah, like you're not gonna really worry about whether whether you got the job or not, but if you get a job, you're gonna prove to that client why they chose you um, and show your value in like how you show up to your day as, as a human and how you treat people and like the little things that you notice. And I think that's uh, great qualities which anybody can adopt in, in their career or whatever they're doing day to day. Um, having said that, you talked about uh, the value system and stuff like that. So like, 
let's let's dive into values. What are your core values? Like if you could list off four of them, and this is you as a person, but also you as things that you want to always um, hold true in anything that you do, be it your business, your speaking, anything like that. Um, honesty. Honesty would be number one. Uh, always be honest about uh, your wins and your losses. Don't I, I always uh, have a thing where I don't want to uh, I don't want to look like what I'm achieving is impossible to someone. The whole reason why I'm doing is doing it is to show that it is possible. So I don't want to inflate how my Instagram looks or whatever. I, I'm very honest about like, you know, I used to sleep under a tarp. I was addicted to drugs. I was addicted to alcohol. Um, I, you know, I didn't eat good and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm very honest about all that stuff. So just being transparent. Um, and then giving without the expectation of receiving, that'd be good value for me. If I'm going to do something for free for somebody, I don't expect anything back. I'm not going to hold anything over your head. That's not the way to live. If you are doing someone a favor, you're doing them a favor in the true sense of the meaning. Like, it's like, this is free, take it, whatever. I don't expect anything back and you don't want to make them feel that big because you've helped them out. That's not how it works. Uh, the other one would be if you're, you know, more for the business side of it, if you're something, I want to, you know, knock it out of the park. So not just do what I was hired to do, but I want to do a, a little bit extra, like put the cherry on top. Um, that's really important for me. Like I, I think that goes a long way and people talk about that and that's just kind of, free advertising, if you will. You go that extra mile, people are going to talk about it. Um, uh, what would be, the other one would be, I think, try not to be a hypocrite. <laughs> uh, it's it's easy to say something. Uh, it's harder to do it. Uh, and I, I try to, I can be a little tough love, like a lot of the times, especially with people that are close to me. I I don't know why I just, I'm just like that. I'm just very straight up black and white when it comes to like, if you want to achieve a goal and you're not doing the things to get closer to that. It frustrates me. Uh, Cause you know, I love them and, and I want them to succeed. Uh, but I'm not going to give them shit uh, for something I can't do myself. Like if someone's trying to lose weight, but they're not willing to go for a run and, and I'm not willing to go for a run, I'm not going to say anything. I can't. You know, who am I to say that, right? So, yeah, those would be those would be the four cores that are closest to me, I would say. Yeah, those are good. Um, and the whole, like, the topic of hypocrites or hypocrisy or whatever, however we want to describe it, is is important to kind of put on, on the stage here is, like, I think about that often. I think about, like, okay, I just gave my client a really tough workout. Is that a workout I would do myself? And if it's not, then I have to not give them that workout. And, like, sometimes uh, just talking about things that I know nothing about, like, um, there's tons of topics. Like, I could talk about what kind of training I think that a female needs, or I could just ask a female, and then they can tell me what kind of training a female needs. And same thing with... uh, any any issues where we seek perspective and we're looking for that closure um, by talking about it. Sometimes, like, I, I had a chat with uh, Katie St. Clair. She's a popular trainer slash seminar speaker out of the States. 
And she gave me some pretty humbling advice, which I just had to kind of like sit in. And it was simply that like, as dudes, we like to fix. We like to give people solutions. We like to uh, give them advice. We like to uh, prescribe them things that they can do to solve the things that they're facing. And yeah, I can admit it. Like I do that all the time. Like somebody's coming across hard times and I'm just in there to try and help them out. But sometimes I have to be a better listener. Um, sometimes I just need to understand what they're going through. Um, sometimes I need to um, just get to know them a bit better, which is what I love about being a podcast host, because I get to really wrap it out with getting to know people better. Like, let's say the first episode I ever did, I could have gotten to know Blake better. And then with this one, maybe I'm a little bit better at getting to know you than I was at getting to know my friend Blake. Um, and then yeah. episode 200, I'll probably be even better at getting to know people, but I'm still going to have flaws. I'm still going to mess up some stuff. I'm going to still stumble on my words. I'm going to still um, preach about things that I don't quite do myself. Like when we talk about confidence, probably tons of times when we haven't felt confidence or when we talk about uh, going for runs, all kinds of times when uh, we don't even go for runs. Like we we were like, oh yeah, I go for a run every day. Like, and then there's instances where that day turned out to be a really shit day and then the run never happened. Like I can, I can see that from my own experience. I did the push-ups every day for a hundred days and I actually did the push-ups yeah, every that. day, but it was like, there was tons of days when I did the push-ups at like 1155 just to get it in. Like I didn't wake up feeling a hundred percent. Like I'm going to just do these push-ups, but I, I still did them, but like barely. The only thing that was making me do them was honestly social media. And it's because like we all go through our ups and downs, but talking about them makes it so much easier to do it because then we're equipping people around us to be able to, to help us out. So like the better that you and I get to know each other, the better that we are equipped to help each other out. Like when you're like, oh man, I clean most days, like every day, but that one day I didn't clean and I felt like garbage. And then chances are you'll have another garbage day when you don't feel like cleaning and you might not feel like cleaning even more than you did before. But now you got buddies all over the internet. They're like, you know what? Sometimes I feel like that too. And you know what I do? I blast some uh, Miley Cyrus and I, I come in there like a wrecking ball. And that's what does it like. Just <laughs> yeah, little, yeah. little things like that. Um, so... Yeah. I kind of got on a bit of a soapbox there, but I hope that listeners of this take time to, to get to know other people, take time to just be really honest about like, you know, we, we suck at stuff. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff that we are just falling behind on and it's okay to just be honest and be like, yeah, I wish I was just crushing it. I wish I made like $500,000 a year, but like sometimes I don't. And sometimes like, something that I admire about you is the times that you've been able to be very honest about like, yeah, like you, you were facing foreclosure. There was having to sleep outside. There was, um, times when you just, you kind of like fell into your weaknesses, just like we all do. Just like, uh, people go to the gym for two months and then they don't go to the gym for a few months. People struggle with alcohol and drugs and they don't. And then they struggle again and they don't like it's, Anybody that smokes, anybody that I've talked to that smokes, it's such a, such a battle and like they need 
all the help that they can get because it's like it's not a motivational thing it's like so much deeper than that like i had a, a chat with my my brother and just to understand what it's like to try and quit smoking because i've never smoked because i would hate to have to go through what people who are trying to to quit smoking have to go through and just understanding that it takes it takes good listeners it takes patience it takes compassion um and we can always improve our shit our shit does stink we can't walk around thinking that our shit doesn't stink um yeah yeah just being being a good human but with all of that For being sure. said you're passionate about public speaking um where has you felt have you felt the most uh, purpose in your public speaking events so far like what what's a little moment that like stands out to you that kind of like pings your memory uh talking to some grade nine students at uh my old high school actually the high school i got expelled from um that was really good i i tried to, i'm trying to remember back when i was in grade nine and i we had speakers come in and talk and and uh, some of them being professional athletes, and those were the ones that you kind of listen to as a professional athletes because they're much they're they're bigger than you and they're stronger and they look kind of flashy and all you know all that kind of stuff. And then everybody else was just kind of it was just whatever. We were just in a gym assembly and we just wanted to hang out with the with our crush of the week or whatever, right? It was it was uh, get out of the class. Um, but when I spoke to these guys, nines, I was very it's very real. I I asked permission from the teacher first thing if I could swear, <laughs> like if I could be myself. And she's like, "Yeah, it's gonna get your message across, and let's do it, right?" And uh, I never, for, I'll never forget standing there and telling them my story. And I had, I had everyone. Every, I looked around and all eyes were on me. And and uh, not that that mattered, but what what I mean is, they were listening and they were taking it in, and they I had their full focus and. And at that moment, I kind of took a picture and kept it saved in my brain. I think I really resonated with these with these students and continued my story and told them where I am now. And uh, you know, they they hung around just to, you know bounce and leave to to recess uh, when the bell rang. They stayed around and they were asking me questions. They lined up and uh, you know, a couple people took me aside privately and. And you could tell they're, they were about to get emotional and it was very real. And they were telling me that their older brother does drugs and they don't know how to talk to him. Uh, um, and their mom used to do drugs and they're afraid all the time that she's going to do drugs again. And, uh, you know, I could just shed some light on that and give them advice. And, uh, that was, that was a really, really special event for me, uh, which was really, really, really cool. And, and, uh, I put my, I put my name up on, on Instagram, like that, my at Mr. Zosetto and they, they all followed me right away and they still follow me and they message me and I messaged them back. And it, it was, uh, that was for sure. And I, I've spoken, you know, several events now and like a few hundred people. And I love that. And I love the kind of adrenaline going up, uh, almost like you're going to perform, but you're, you're giving such a valuable lesson that means the world to me. But this, these grade nines, like was uh, probably my favorite because kind of get them while they're young. You know what I mean? And for me, part of my story, grade nine was a massive shift for me. That's when I started to 
have the allure of hanging out with like the the bad crowd and all that kind of stuff so it was important to me and and at you know at ground zero too that was a high school that i got expelled at so it meant that much more to me so well you brought up the expression like get them while they're young and i remember i remember all the motivational speeches that happened at, at my high school junior high like i went to a small rural junior senior high school out at pigeon lake and I loved the motivational speeches. And I was the guy that like, it, it didn't matter if they were the athlete or just like, just the random person that had a story to tell. I just, I was all ears. And yeah, I totally, I was, my brain was like, okay, who do we have a crush on this week? Let's see if we can sit next to them kind of thing. Like that was where my brain was at too. But I think like, it's just the, the more life experiences we have where we can put ourselves in the shoe of the speaker, um, the more we value the speaker and the timing was probably incredible. Yeah. You were probably talking to a lot of kids who either were just about to decide to, uh, take a, take a non-wise path in their life, or maybe they, they knew someone really close to them that, um, had already done it. And so like, you would have definitely captivated them with that. Um, this is like the crazy thing reflecting on this is because you've been on so many different podcast episodes. It influences how I interview you because I know that you put in the reps with answering questions. And I know that if I answer one question that you're used to answering, I'm not going to get everything that I can possibly get from you as my guest. And so then it challenges me to ask questions in ways that I've never asked questions before. It challenges me to get off of my template. Um, and so in a way, because we have made this connection today, and it's going to sound super hippy dippy, but because we are having this conversation, we will walk away from it better. Um, because as a kid in my youth, I had little like micro experiences in which I could relate to different speakers. Like I had never been in the military, but I could relate to the, the military speakers who came to talk about uh, joining the, the Canadian Armed Forces because like, honestly, for me, it's because I knew that I had family that had served in the military and I was like, okay. I never got to meet that family. Like they were grandpas or great grandpas, but like, I can only imagine the pain that they had to go through, um, having to be in a, at a young time in their life facing death. Like I'm going to be a captive audience for this person because I can, I can understand and like the stuff going on in the world. Like when, when you have to watch, uh, a black person losing their life and, you, you might not be able to understand their pain firsthand, but you can kind of put yourself in their shoes because like, I got a lot of black friends. I'm sure you got a lot of black friends. And it's like, you switch the person out of that role and it's like, oh, like we could have lost like a best friend. We could have lost like a mentor. We could have lost like a CEO of a company that we love. Um, and it can continue to happen. And it's, it's like, it's a real problem. So that's, that's, I guess, why it becomes a pivotal point here. Because when I teach people to connect more with more people and to see themselves in more people, and that can be 
completely non-race, that can be completely just business, that can be money. But like you talk about what you admire in the big companies above you and you articulate it through their company culture. And it helps you to see yourself in their position of success. And I like that. Um, and then in terms of like speaking events, it's just like, yeah, they, they were captivated. They were invested in you because they saw something in them, in you. And whether it's timing, whether it's like where a person is at in their life or whether it's like how you show up, I think like it's uncomfortable to be yourself in this world, you know, like on social media, really uncomfortable. Um, If we are really honest with the things that truly, truly, truly matter to us, we're not going to win a popularity contest. Like we're, we're not, um, there's going to be people who think it's uncomfortable when they see that we had a bad day. Like you probably, what gets more likes on your Instagram when something goes really well for you and you're like, chase your dreams or when you had a really bad day and it's kind of just a sad post, like for you, what, what does it break down to? Uh, the success for sure. The good days, uh, because you know, my theory would be because, uh, it, everyone, everyone likes hope and they want to cling on to hope. Um, so I think that's probably why, uh, those get more likes and it's kind of like, uh, uh, something that's, they want to attain. So, you know, they like it. Or if I kind of say like, oh, I had a, I had a bad day today and all that kind of stuff. I think a lot of people would be like, you know, especially a lot of people on my friends list would just be like, stop being a little bitch. You know well, what I mean? And, and on or whatever, right? They don't, uh, it doesn't get, uh, it doesn't get as much, uh, uh, traction and, and, and kind of respect, but we should be talking about the real, the real days when people have bad days and stuff like that. And, uh, unfortunately, it's just not, uh, talked about as much as the success is talked about. Well, I mean, we can even loop it around. We both talked about how we love seeing people win, how we get like a boost off of seeing people win. And that explains it right there. We admitted it. We admitted it on the podcast. It's recorded. It's on the internet forever that we like, we literally like seeing people win. Like new KB and co, we're going to like it. Um, If say Christina Botello had a really bad day and needed a friend to talk to, like, People are going to be there. They're going to be a captive audience, but um, yeah. just anybody. I'll use anybody as an, as an example. If one of our buddies um, won a million dollars, we get excited and then we want to be involved in that. Not because we want their money, but because vicariously we're living through the experience of what that would do to change their life. Um, yeah. how, how much win that would amount to. But then if somebody was like, uh, I just need to be real here and honest about something that I'm going through, then all of a sudden we kind of subliminally cringe. We're like, that's uncomfortable. And you just kind of scroll past. And so in some way, shape or form, we we either have to learn to lean into the uncomfortable. Like I did the cringing. I have to cringe for a bit longer and then like withstand that. It's kind of like when you do your run, um, you get in like two kilometers into run for me. I hate it. Like, I don't want to run any more than two kilometers, but the objective is to run like five or six. And so I have to get past the point where I hate it and keep going. And then with these 
uncomfortable moments when we're seeing something and we're cringing on social media or just in life, we kind of have to like embrace it and be like, look, this freaking sucks. But sometimes life sucks. Sometimes life knocks you on your butt. And you have to find the way to sustain that uncomfortable feeling. Um, for me, it's like going off my template, all the questions that I usually ask. I haven't asked you what's like you did in high school 10 years ago. Like there's so many questions that I ask other people because I'm talking about the things that I almost need to talk about um, in order to move the wheel. And um and then I sustain that. I'm like, okay, I started off some of my tangents and totally changed the topic, but I'm like, I need to move the wheel. I need to impact change. I need to facilitate people to be able to um, do things like uh, be there as a listener when people do the, the cringe posts or be there as someone that shows compassion when it's somebody totally unrelated to me as like the speaker at a, an event or the, the speaker in a video um, and understand how, how can I possibly put myself in their shoes and understand where they're coming from? Like, how can I be better at that? And it's like, it's a work in progress in, in all different aspects of life. Um, and then finally, before I finish off this tangent, um, when we talk about how we kind of scroll past or like you talk about your buddies and like, come on, man, like, tough up, like quit being such a big baby. Um, sometimes that's just going to be like, there's, there's no fix in it. People are just going to scroll past. And then, so we have to talk about like, how do we seek out that one-on-one -on -one connection? Like, I think it's cool because as your Instagram account has grown, like I, I think you and I were connected when you probably had a thousand followers and now you have much more than a thousand followers. But um, we've always had that connection because of that mutual want to see people win. And in our own walks of life, seeing each other win has kept us connected. Like that's my biased opinion. That's what makes me follow you because you're facing your demons. You're battling. You're doing your best job of the job that you're passionate about. I'm doing the best job of the job that I'm passionate about. We both fall down. We both get back up. But right now we're having that one-on-one -on -one connection. And so people need to be like, some people don't have the tools in their, their toolkit to like seek this out. Like some people right. really truly are on their own. They don't have like a one-on-one -on -one conversation where they can just like go off script, talk with a buddy and just like say, Hey man, like I'm really passionate about uh, purpose or I'm really passionate about seeing people win or like when this happens, I get really sad. Like, the more we can just truly honestly talk because some people their most most of the communication happens through the highlight reel like the context is still the highlight reel like i'll check on a trainer and i'll be like hey how are you doing like how are you doing because trainers um they are so used to connecting with people all the time and like in-person yeah. connection and your average trainer might like it can range between three different people a day. Some people are seeing like 50 different people a day if they're doing group classes and stuff. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And then you just totally yeah. cut that off and they're gonna inevitably, no matter how strong they are, no matter how good their Instagram photography looks, they're gonna be going through a mental health roller coaster. Um, but then when you check on them and they aren't honest about that, when they're not like, hey, I had like a, an awful day um then that doesn't open up the platform to to be real with each other so they have to do that cringe thing 
so that you can do the cringe thing with them, listen to them, talk about how maybe they're uncomfortable. Like uh, some trainers might be suffering from addiction. Some trainers might be suffering from weight gain because like they're falling into their old patterns. They have stuff that wasn't there. They're not cleaning their house. And so I guess to, to wrap up the tangent is basically, I hope that you um, are able to continue inspiring people to see themselves in you and connect and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to ask a final question for you. And it is, if you could give one piece of advice on how to live your life to the fullest, what would that piece of advice be? Uh, it's cliche, but uh, <laughs> uh, be better than you were yesterday. That, that's something I've only recently uh, appointed to myself because I used to always compare all the time. And, you know, I think it's important to compare uh, certain things. Like if you're struggling, if I'm struggling, uh, I'll compare myself to someone who's struggling even more and be like, you know what? I don't have it that, that bad. That's being, that's, I'm blessed. Um, in that regard, I'll, I'll compare, but the only, I, I have to live with me and I, and I'm myself. So if I want to get better, I have to be better than I was yesterday. And then that's the only way you're going to move forward. If I compare to m myself to like Dwayne Johnson, let's say, it's going to feel so unattainable that, you know, I may, I may just like, ah, fuck it. I'm never going to clean again or I'm never going to work out again. I'm not going to get as jacked in popular and famous and rich as that guy you know what i mean but if i focus on myself i'm gonna put out the best content i'm gonna put out the best craftsmanship in my job and, and with my business and i'm gonna have the best relationships and that's the only way that you're gonna get better at anything i love that that's awesome um one last final question just because i like asking questions and i kind of took over the podcast for a little bit there um, oh, good, man. I in, like in, it. I like in the it last lot. seven days, last seven days, what is something that brought you the most joy? Like, honest to goodness, like genuinely made you the most happiest? Uh, complete. Well, there's a couple things. Completing my runs that I said I was going to complete. Uh, I'm doing 6K a day and two, two kilometers, of which are super steep hill. Um, and just just completing that uh and and posting the deeds after saying like hey i was gonna just chill tonight but i i decided to go for a run because you went for a run or whatever like that means a lot to me and that that makes me really really happy um and you know of the other in the last seven days the other thing too is uh playing hockey with my son he's, there we go he's two yeah, yeah. He's two years old and I have uh, this hockey set for him and he loves hockey so much. Like I, I swear to God, I never did. Like, I'm not like hypnotizing him or anything because I'm a huge hockey fan, but he just loves hockey so much. And we drill. He just wants to drill. Like he, you know, like I'll set up this little net. It's like, you know, 30 inches by 24 inches. And I throw the ball in. I'm like one timer and he one times it, scores a goal and he goes, goal. And I'll say, hold the Stanley Cup. And he's like, hold the Stanley pretends to hold the Stanley Cup. And like, that's just the best thing in the world. And uh, it, it's cool to see a sport um, and, you know, have like those motor skills and, and like get a goal and celebrate that goal. And it's super cool. That's, that's definitely brought me the most joy for sure. 
Well, I'm glad that you showcased that. I think uh, sometimes, and I'm guilty of it all the time, we forget that people people aren't motivated by what we say. They're motivated that we are saying it. So like, doesn't matter, like to me, it doesn't matter that you went for a run. It matters that you are going for the run. Like, if that makes sense. Like anybody yeah, can go I for a 6K, but then it's the fact that you, the guy that I know a little bit about, the guy that like, so when I was listening to your episode on on Second Floor Podcast, um, when I listened to that, I had had like a rough week. I was like, man, I am just burnt out. I just need some mountains. I need some clarity. I need to sit by myself. I need to stay at uh, one of those nice lodges in Canmore and feel bougie for a bit. And the whole drive there, I was listening to the podcast and it was like, when I got to know more about who you were at the core and like when I got to hear you talking about some of your weaknesses in full knowledge that like your, your family was going to hear some of that stuff for the first time. Um, hearing about the, the trip that you were all supposed to go to and you made that not work out last minute, like little things like that made me way more invested in you than any amount of kilometers that you run, any business deal that you sign, any big amount of like, whether your title be, CEO or janitor, it's like who you are that may be investing you. And so hopefully any any personal trainers that take advice from this, it's like it's not what you do, it, it's like who you are. It's not what your title is, it's not the amount of money that you make. Like a lot of personal trainers, because of what it is, like people are paying a premium per hour for our time. We're gonna be working with a lot of like very successful individuals, people that are at the top of their game. Um, people that make quite a bit of money and time and time again, I've been told it's like money makes no difference. So it's like that purpose. And that's what I really liked that you have so much purpose in what you do and you get joy from seeing other people win. Um, but I, I guess I just wanted to make sure that you knew that like, sometimes if you don't want to go for run, I'll still be a fan. I'll still be your homeboy because there's so many other things to you that like, make you who you are and so hopefully people that are going through tough stuff um people that needed to hear that they they have that in in their toolbox now to understand like um it's if you because i learned so much about ramadan through instagram this year so much more than i have ever known before simply from watching like the kids talk about it and seeing like the posts and the story and i was like i love this like I didn't understand nearly this much about it before. And I love the feeling of understanding what, what the whole process means. It's just like, uh, sharing, sharing what it meant to play hockey with your boy. Like when I understand what it meant, then the fact that you did it, like I can relate to that joy because you are able to articulate that back to me. But having said that, um, we'll wrap it up for the day. I'd like to thank you so much for joining me and encourage people to check out your story of addiction in numerous different podcasts. But yeah, like you're a cool dude. So thanks for joining me today. No problem. Thank you so much. You're great. I got to say, man, you're an awesome interviewer. So your challenge for today, 
I really want to see you put yourself in somebody else's shoes. With everything going on in the world, I want to see you put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Somebody that has nothing to do with you. Somebody that looks nothing like you. I want to see you put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Do it.